Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Susie Perry. Welcome to the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. Coming up, the views of Colin Edwards, Neil Hodgson, Keith Ewan, Julian Ryder and Gavin Emmett. But first, here's how the race was won. Mark Marquez, one more corner to go. Mark Marquez then is the winner of the Grand Prix of the Americas. Over the line, Mark Marquez wins. The Grand Prix of the Americas, second place, and now the championship lead goes to Rossi from Petrosa. Crutchlow remains in fourth place. That's a great finish as top independent from Johan Zarco, the rookie from Davizioso, Ian One, Petrucci, Lorenzo's been beaten down to ninth. Miller gets a top ten. Let me bring in Colin Edwards. I would bring in Neil Hodgson as well, but he's chatting on his phone. We'll bring him in in a minute. Get off your phone, it'd be his mom. Um, a, a, a really interesting race in MotoGP. You know, it, it wasn't the sensation that we possibly expected uh, because of Vinales, really. And yeah, well, have a look. It, it was kind of like, wah, wah, wah. We were Here expecting we this duel between uh, Marquez no. and Vinales. Been building it up all weekend, and, uh, you know, the boxing match around 8-10 and then 9-10, and... It's, uh, this is how it all ended. And very unfortunate for him. Lost a lot of points there, and everybody got closer to him. So that dominance he had just lost a bit. Yeah. Well, he certainly looked very disappointed. One man who's totally not disappointed. He's back in the frame of things. Is Mark Marquez, and Gavin's with him right now. Yeah, back in the saddle once more is the cowboy himself, Mark Marquez, because you love it. You might look like a rodeo when you're on the bike, <laughs> but you love riding in America, don't you? And something seems to change. How hard was it though today? Yeah, of course, of course. Like you say, uh, this year riding the Honda is like a rodeo. It's like uh, you must manage everything. Uh, you try to have everything under control. But uh, but okay, this race, uh, we know that was important. You know, after Argentina, it was really important to come back, come back strong. And, and yeah, we, we come back uh, in the best way. Uh, victory, now we go to Europe. Uh, we know that will be difficult, but uh, okay, we must enjoy there. In Argentina, uh, some people say, oh, it's too far, the championship mistake, but now we are 18 points behind the leader, so this gives me some confidence. Of course, it will be better to be in the front, but, uh, but okay, step by step, we are trying to find the best way, the best setup, uh, and, and I think step by step we will, we will arrive there. It looked hard to get past Danny. You had to find the right part of the track because he seemed to have the drive coming onto that straight. Um, were you then surprised that he came back? Honestly, in the first part of the race, I was able to be much faster, but uh, just I was trying to take care uh, about the tyres because uh, I chose the hard front tyre. And honestly, I didn't have any feeling uh, because uh, since Friday I didn't use this tyre. 
and the temperature was much higher. So I say on the grid, I say, okay, hard. Uh, and then the team was a little bit surprised, but uh, they believe in me, and uh, I know that was the only chance to, to win the race. I'm sure after Qatar, they have to believe in you, don't they, about tyre choices yeah, as well? But, uh, after Argentina, also I choose a hard. I was not the, the good choice. But okay, in the end, we must take the risk. Uh, it's like this, uh, we're in a position that if we want to be there, we need to take the risk and uh, we take it and this time we, we won. And we go back to Spain next. How much are you looking forward to the Spanish Grand Prix? It's always a brilliant event to go to, isn't it? We will see, we will see. Uh, of course, uh, it's one of the circuits that I struggle more uh, in, the, in the calendar also. But uh, OK, we did a test there, it was not so bad. I had a big crash also, it is OK the shoulder, but uh, forget this, uh, will be a good weekend, sure. First, uh, before we have a, a test in Le Mans uh, of one day, that will be important there also. Because we are missing something and uh, we need to find uh, as quick as possible because the uh, championship now is starting in Europe and then everything is coming really quick. Well, even missing something, another 25 Thank points. You. Congratulations, Mark. Well, we will try. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> well, they went through missing some acceleration, but you wouldn't have known that today, would you? Yeah, won the race. We're missing something. You know? <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. Uh, what I find interesting is that he didn't try that hard tire until, um, I mean, since Friday, Friday. Since Friday. So, very, um, he says it was a gamble, which obviously it was the right gamble. And he just remembered the feeling, how it felt, put that tire in, and it worked out. I guess we had those different uh, temperatures on Friday that were not dissimilar today, probably a little bit cooler on Friday. Uh, yeah, actually, it might have been warmer, I think, on Friday. Yesterday, obviously, was cold. Yeah. But it, uh, I think, you know, you, you look at the temperature and you say, okay, that tire felt good at, at this temperature, let's throw it in. But how great to see Danny right up there and um, a bit of myth that we did talk about Danny earlier because yeah. yesterday I was banging on about his race settings and clearly, he, he, you know, he did have that and he, he doesn't shout about anything, does he? He just sits there and then boom, you see him. I know, but it's kind of hard. You know, we have so many other guys that we talk about that take up so much time and we really didn't mention Danny that much and I think he knows that as well. Today he got out there and I'm going to show you Susie Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did it for me. Uh, let's find out uh, what Valentino Rossi is thinking. He's with Gavin right now. Valentina, you are top of the championship, three podiums in the first three races. When you were going through testing and scratching your head a little bit before the start of the season, could you imagine going to Jerez in this position? For me, it's a great surprise. I think for a lot of people, but uh, especially for me, because, <laughs> <laughs> because after the test, I was uh, quite desperate. But uh, we work well, and uh, unfortunately, we need uh, a, a bit more time for understand the bike me and my team uh, but uh, fortunately on the race uh, I was always uh, quite strong no? and uh, this bike have a great potential also at the beginning of at the end of the of the race you can push uh, you can push so at the end it's a good step compared to last year uh, but it's a surprise no? Uh, be at the top and also you know now we go back in Europe and have uh, a lot of uh, good tracks will be very hard to, to stay in this position because Marquez and Vinares are uh, incredibly fast, but he's uh, already great. Yeah, he's looking good. Anyway, this point three penalty that you got with that incident with Joan Zarco, did you know about it on the bike and what do you think of that? Allora, for, for me, allora, um, I want to speak with the, with, the guy, with the guys of the race direction because uh, I have no choice. Uh, the, allora, or I do like this, or we touch and we crash together. Uh, but also, uh, when you go 180 kilometers per hour, uh, you see a black shadow on the left, you don't decide. You say, no, and you go, you go straight. For me, the problem was, is Zarco, because uh, he's a great talent, and, uh, but he did a mistake. Uh, this is not Moto2, uh, you cannot overtake like this, for me. 
Yeah, it happened before with him, didn't it? With Xavier Simeon as well. Um, Valentino, yeah, finally. Yeah. Same place. Same place yeah. as well. Do you remember? Uh, I just want to talk about Jerez because it's a track that the Yamaha generally seems to go well at. Are you looking forward to that one now? Because we know the Honda isn't always so strong around there. I don't know, but uh, you know uh, what is sure is that uh, in this track where we always suffer, uh, I was competitive and not so far from the Hondas, not so far from uh, from Marquez, no. And now we have uh, have Jerez that, that last year was uh, great, uh, but you know every year is different. But uh, I will try at the maximum. A lot of very happy people around the world, Valentino. Congratulations yeah, on another podium. <laughs> Cheers, Ciao. Ciao. Thank you. Mesmerised by that. Um, Alora. There, there was three Aloras uh, <laughs> when talking about that penalty and almost something else, but not quite, uh, which means that he didn't agree with it. And uh, he's got a point in the fact that what, what else was he supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, and, and he said, you know, Zarco and Simeon got to get together in the same way, but Valentino went wide in turn one. Zarco got a bit of a run on him coming down here, and then Zarco thinks, I'm just going to... But it's there's no room. And look at Zarco. He's already on the curb, but he just left him zero room. So I do agree 100% with Valentino. There's no way to go. Zarco, back it down just a little bit. Make it... It's If you're doing the passing, it's your responsibility to make a clean pass. That yep. was never going to be a clean pass. So what do you make of the penalty then? Uh, I agree with Valentino. I mean... Honestly, if you look halfway around that lap, he was already back. So it's not like he gained an advantage and kept it. He kind of fell back to where he was. So, I mean, personally, I disagree with it. I mean, in the end, it was good that it was immaterial, but that's yeah. not the point, really, is it? Uh, it? You know, if Pedrosa would have stayed right there, we'd be having this discussion a lot differently right now. I mean, that is a perfect day at the office. I mean, Valentino said in that interview, hey, it's a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. And um, I know that really sounds like him. Um, but he... he is leading the championship. He did not expect to come away from here. Not only has he got a better start than he's had in years now, but he's leading the way and he's going to Hereth, where, by the way, he won last year. Yeah, he is a realist, so he knows the pace that these guys have had. If you, put, if you would have told him at the beginning of the year at the test that, hey, you're going to be leading the championship after Texas, he would have said, no way, it's impossible. Well, he said he was desperate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, it's that. fantastic. And, and yeah, you just he has to think about Jerez last year. I don't think anybody expected him to win last year. No. But he did. Yeah, well, it's it's really exciting, isn't it? All this is a great appetite for, for the season ahead. Cal Crutchlow had a great race as well, didn't he? He finished fourth, first of the independent uh, riders. And it, it's worth mentioning that, that Cal decided to go for the hard tyres. Yeah, but the Hondas look that way. It mm. looks like, and especially if you're a cow, you got to look at Marquez. He's the guy kind of on almost the same bike. What tire is he choosing? He's the factory guy, uh -huh. hard, hard. I'll just do exactly do the exactly same. Do exactly the thing. same. Uh, bang on. Okay. Um, well, we can hear from uh, we can hear from Cal now. Cal, congratulations on that fourth place. Finally, getting past uh, Joan Zark. You had a little off track. So was it hard work to get back to him? Um, no, it was my completely my own my own mistake. Um, I think we were quite good with the tyre today. We, me and Mark obviously chose the hard front tyre and I think it worked for us in the braking zone, but in the middle of the corner was a disaster. Um, I got a good start, but then Zarko passed me and he had a really good grip as the Yamaha we know. It was difficult to, to pass him, but I think we did a good job to manage the situation because I could have easily been on the floor today. So to finish in a, in a strong fourth place, not too far behind Danny, not too far from the, the podium, uh, is a good result for us, I think, here. Heading back to Europe now after these flyaway rounds, is that... Any comfort for you going to those tracks? I mean, I just remember the start to last year. It was tricky, these flyaways, but then you came into your own. Do you think it'll be the same again? 
I hope so. I hope it's not the other way around. Um, but no, we've had a good, uh, we've had a good few, first few races. I know the first one, but uh, as I told you then, it was, it was, we chose the wrong front tyre and, and never made the best of the situation. But we had a podium in uh, in Argentina and a fourth place here. It's not a bad way to start the year at all. I feel competitive. But you know, we have to say congratulations to Danny, Mark, and, and Valle uh, today. They they did a good job for the podium. I wanted to be there. I wasn't, but hopefully in the next race we can challenge again. We hope so, Cal. All the best, and thanks for talking to us. Well done. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Well, it's a glorious start for Cal Crutcher, and he certainly made the right decision with tyres today. This is the result, then, from the MotoGP race. Mark Marquez is fifth on the bounce here in Texas. Valentino Rossi second, splitting the two factory Hondas. Danny Pedrosa in third. And Cal Crutchlow just off the podium, as he said there, in fourth, waiting now for the next race in Jerez. Joan Zarco featuring heavily in that race, strong from him in fifth. Then the first of the Ducatis, Andrea De Vizioso in sixth. Ahead of Andrea Iannone, Danilo Petruccio was eighth. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo managed top ten finish in ninth. And Jack Miller rounded out the top ten. Let's go back to the third man on the podium now. We're looking here from Danny Pedrosa. Danny, what's your overriding emotion after that race? Because you, you led it for a fair bit and you were right in there as well, but you are back on the podium and you're looking good again. So uh, how are you feeling after that Grand Prix? Yeah, overall, I'm happy. I was all practice more or less in the front group. A bit far on the lap times, but still on the front positions. So this is positive. Uh, qualifying wasn't as good as I expect, but still the position was there. So I could have today a clean ride of, of the start which uh, in the last races when I qualified on third row was quite kind of difficult thing to move across all the riders. So today just get this clean line and, and be able to arrive first to the first turn, lead the race for many laps. Uh, you know, uh, it's positive. All that is positive. So, OK, at the end, we lost uh, the tire life at the front and I couldn't manage enough to, to, to stick with Valentino or keep Valentino behind, but I'm happy because it's the first podium and after the last race where I crashed, uh, it's important to get back on rhythm and get some confidence. So we'll try to, to fix a little bit our problems and see if we are a little bit more consistent for the next race. Um, yeah, qualifying. The fact that you qualified up there, it was, it was hard, wasn't it, for you to get right up there over the last year as well? Is that something, especially with the start as well, something that you think is going to be a strong uh, suit for you this year? It's super important, I, I know qualifying is the, the key. Uh, if you can qualify in the front, then you can good, do a good start and, and start right with a with good pace in the, in, the, in the right group. And, and then you make a lot of a lot of good rhythm and good experience. Uh, so it's important, but you know, not every time it's easy to find the right lap time. Jerez up next. I'm sure it's a special Grand Prix for all the Spanish riders in particular. When you tested there, how was it for you? Do you feel that you're going to be at the level where you're going to be challenging for the win as you were today? Well, that time we were there testing alone, so it's hard to say. But Mark and I pace more or less the same, so. I hope uh, that uh, we can keep improving from today to, to there and also, you know, it's a track I, I like, so I hope I can take a benefit from that and looking forward to 
to do another step. Great stuff, Danny. Great to see you on the podium again. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Let's have a chat about Joan Zarco because, uh, you know, he's really figuring in this championship and he's having his place in the headlines and he was right there at the end. Fifth, I mean, number five and ended up fifth and uh, not scared of having a go at the Legends, is he? Yeah, no, I mean, that, that was tight for sure, but his pace was great. I mean, for a rookie just to roll out here, first time here at this track and hold that pace and see that get, keep those guys in sight, that was, that was awesome. Let's hear from Joan now. Johan, really strong race. How was it for you? Feel good. Uh, very happy start on the first corner. It's never easy. And I wanted just to go through this first corner. It's difficult to overtake. So I lose some position. But feeling good on the bike and target was to stay with the top guys. I was able to overtake these few guys that passed me before and uh, try to follow the top group. Vignales crash and I see, okay, I can follow Valentino and also the the two factory Honda guys were managing the race so we I was quite close and it was fantastic finally when I tried to overtake Valentino because I was feeling very good in this moment of the race we lose the contact and then he was able to be faster than me and I tried to save the P4 but coach Lowe also in the end has been a little bit faster I enjoy a lot I'm a little bit tired after this race but Fifth position again is just fantastic. Uh, I'm learning. I say that I want to be really close to the podium because it's possible to catch it, and we can see that uh, today it was not not so far. We saw you made contact with Valentino. He said in the press conference that, "Oh, this is not Moto2." What are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, that's MotoGP. That's why maybe the um, the way I did it uh, could not go. <laughs> But uh, it was necessary to, to do like this because there was the opportunity to pass him. And if I wonder myself, can I or not, maybe I crash. So it's necessary just to go. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Moto2 now all the way for the next few minutes. Let's just reset the scene. These are the results from that incredible race earlier today. Franco Morbidelli continues his exceptional form, 100% win rate so far this season, three from three. Tom Luti was second. Takanakagami took the third spot on the podium. Just off the podium was Alex Marquez, Franco's teammate, then Domi Agata. Miguel Oliveira was six. Simone Corsi, seven. Marcel Strotter was great uh, in eighth today, uh, Javier Vieri in ninth, and Luca Marini rounded out that top ten. But I'm uh, thrilled to tell you that we can have a chat with the Moto2 rock star legend. Come in, come and join <laughs> us. Uh, Fra Franco, uh, this, is, this is exceptional, this is extraordinary. I don't know how many things to say that is so good. Could you have imagined that you would be standing here three out, three out of three? No, I, I could never imagine. Uh, the first to have these first three races like this, and uh, I'm really happy. And uh, it just, just it's just amazing. And uh, I have no words actually. <laughs> well, we hope you're going to be able to find some words because he's got a question for yeah, you. Yeah, no, I just it's amazing the, the the package, the team, and the tires, and the chassis. And whenever you start to feel and start feeling the win, the victory, and confidence, how important is that? Well, he's great. He's uh, very important. Um, I have a great crew. Uh, my crew chief and my data guy, they work, uh, they work really, really hard. They work really, really hard also during the, uh, winter, se the winter season. They worked a lot and uh, they always uh, keep me on it. 
and uh, yeah, I have a good package, and uh, I just, I just like, uh, I just use it in uh, in the perfect way, I think. Franco, do you actually feel different when you know you've got that support network around you? I mean, last year, no victories, and this year you come here, no one else can get a sniff of a victory because you, you seem to ooze confidence. So, you know, do, do you wake up? Do you feel different this year? Well, actually, I don't feel much different compared to last year. I just just have more experience with my crew, and uh, we we're a bit you more gelled. Yeah. yeah. So I just just feel better with them, and uh, this uh, this this thing goes on the track. So I I'm my performance is a bit better also on the track. Well, you better be careful, because if you keep winning, you might have a good race and finish second. You're going to be mad as hell. <laughs> so. I, I won't. I won't. I will never be mad for a second place. Also for a third place. The next round, the European leg moving to Jerez for the next race. So what are your thoughts about that one? Well, Jerez is a really nice track. Um, I think that everybody, a lot, well, a lot of people is fast there, because uh, Moto2 get to... Goes goes testing a lot testing, there, yeah. so I think a lot of people is going to be fast there, and uh, it's going to be tough. But uh, we're ready. Well, you definitely look like you're ready. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. be any more ready. Three could out you? of three. Franco, um, congratulations today. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. 100% win rate. Uh, it's extraordinary watching you. Thank you for your time. Cheers. Thank you very much. Oh. So let's have a look then. He is on top of the standings, of course, with a full hatful of points here. Uh, 75 for. Franco Morbidelli, Tom Luti second, uh, 56ers, quite a gap stretching away between the two of them. Miguel Oliveira is in third place, Takanaki Gabi up to fourth place, Xavi Vieira uh, in fifth, Alex Marquez uh, in sixth, unfortunate for him today on track. Uh, so he's sort of losing track now with the top of the standings. And Lorenzo Baldessari, uh, he was out in that race too. He's seventh, Luca Marini eighth, Simone Corsi ninth, and Domi Egeta rounding out that top 10 in the Moto2 standing. So we've got Frankie still behind us uh, doing loads of uh, um, stuff with the kids and autographs and everything. Let's have a chat with Keith and Jules. Um, guys, he's, he's unbelievable, isn't he? What, what a total superstar. What do you think of him so far this well, season? I mean, what can you say other than the fact is that he's dominating this year in such an incredibly Italian way? Uh, beautiful to look at both on bike and off. Good-looking man, utterly stylish. The Italians tell me that his Italian language is absolutely beautiful and perfect. And it's very rare. A bit like his racing, really. Uh, it, it, the language is complex and very few speak it as purely as he does. So he's got... He's half Brazilian as well. He dances the samba alone in his hotel room at nights. What more do you need to know? Moto2, I mean, it's quite often, you know, a lot of people slag Moto2 and say it's the most boring race, but technically it's one of the most difficult. They're all running such similar equipment, such similar tyres. I mean, there wasn't anybody, any descent at all in tyre choice throughout that either. Same Honda motors, very, very minute amounts of difference in setup. Uh, and to see a class race like that, it amazes me how it gets spread That's out when you're all amazing. riding the same bike. But I think we're looking at two obvious Moto2. Grand Prix riders of the near future in that class. Obviously, Frankie Morbidelli and obviously Miguel Oliveira. And don't forget Alex Marquez as well. Mm. Uh, yep. And they're both in the Mark VDS camp. And that camp, of course, has got that stepping stone through Moto3, Moto2, and then straight into the two bikes on MotoGP now. Tito Rabat, not perhaps riding quite to the top of his game. Will he have to move over for someone like Frankie next year? Probably. Thanks, chaps. Yeah, food for thought, isn't it, really? I mean, he just has everything going for him, doesn't he? 
I wouldn't change a thing. You would, you would like to be him. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Um, he's a good-looking dude, though. Uh, um, he's utterly charming, too, <laughs> no, and very fast. He does everything seven. right, and he's just so clean on the track. That's the one thing. Just keep doing what you're doing, keep believing in what you're believing, and get, gain more confidence. See what what about the dancing in the hotel room, the samba room? Did sure. you do any of that? I don't know. No, I know. Don't ask what you did in your hotel room. We are going all things Moto3 now, as you can see, we've been joined by John McPhee. Before we have a chat with him, let's just uh, check out the result from earlier on today then. This is how it went. Ramon Fanati took the first place, Jorge Martin was second, and Digi was third. Anea Bastianini just off the podium today in fourth, Nicolo Bulaga was fifth, and then Juan Juan de Guevara was in sixth, John was in seventh place, up from where he started on in, <laughs> in qualifying. John Mir, eighth, Philip Ertel, ninth, and Darren Bender took the final spot in the top ten. John, you said you, you know, you're looking forward to uh, Jerez, uh, and this is not one that you ever wanted, to, that you ever really liked, so glad to have this one behind you. Yeah, one of them. I, I came here kind of hoping after the first two races we might have been able to continue in that way, but so many guys came strong again. If you look at the likes of Fanati's not really been there, Bastianini's not really been there, and these guys came really strong, so... Uh, yeah, it was one of them. Our, our pace in the race was actually really good, but it was a, it was a proper dogfight, but we, we found the speed, which was nice. The Mir's leading the championship, or was, or still is, I think. You were second. Y'all both struggled this weekend. Uh, Martin, Jorge Martin, he seemed to not have any real big issues. So what's the, is there something there? Yeah, I think so. I, speaking to Mir after the race, obviously you're not going to give anything away before the race, but after the race he said, yeah, we, we just rode the exact same bike as we did for the whole start of the season. And that was what we done on Friday, and then we thought, this isn't really working, let's try something new. And on Saturday we, we tried a couple of different changes, but yeah, they didn't work out for us. And we went back to the, to the Argentina race bike, which we know is a really good base, it works, but for this track it wasn't quite right. Okay, well, uh, we keep our fingers crossed and hope for more in Jerez. Before you leave us, though, hey, uh, quick word about the British Talent Cup. You're right there, what are you doing? No, yeah, thank you. He came to the boot camp, gave me a little <laughs> oh, that's gift nice. for, uh, for we coming. We can share it later. I've seen how much this guy drinks when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to talk him <laughs> it's a good job they weren't breathalyzing in his day, I'll tell you that exactly. much. Exactly. Um, British Talent Cup entries open on May the 5th. Could you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, get your entries in. If I was if I was in the age group and, and it's coming up the 5th of May, you've got nothing to lose. It's uh, it's a dream come true for the younger generation in the UK. And, yeah, these guys have got a perfect opportunity. So re be ready, apply, and, and get your entries in. Yeah, have a look on the website for that, and you could be uh, well, standing where John is in, in a few years' time. And uh, it's a really exciting opportunity for young riders, isn't it? John, thanks for your time today. We'll uh, you. take a quick look at the standings, Emkin. This is how Moto3 looks right now. Uh, John, there in third place, uh, just uh, lost his second place by three points to Jorge Martin, but I'm sure he'll be readdressing that when we get to Jerez. John Mir still leading the way with 58 points. Romano Fanati, that great win from him today has catapulted it to fourth spot. Andrea Migno in fifth. And then Fabi Di Antonio in sixth. Philip Hurtle seventh. Aaron Cannett in eighth. That could have been different. And Juan Fran Guevara in ninth. And Olivia Loy rounding out that top ten.
We had some great drama here today, particularly uh, from these boys on the podium. Celebrations from Mark Marquez, Valentino Rossi and Danny Pedroza doing the obligatory selfie. No Vinales, of course, but uh, the Brits were a little bit further back, uh, but we can hear from them. There were certainly lots of tyre issues today. Scott, 12, I'm sure you're frustrated with that. You've had you know, good pace all weekend. What happened? Yeah, um, you know, I said I was going to go with the hard tyre and, you know, in the cooler, the cooler temperature, the, the hard rear uh, felt a bit better. Um, and I was a bit scared to run the medium after running that hard in Argentina, which was a bit softer and it didn't work out for me. So I, I was a bit worried, so I went with the hard. Uh, probably should have gone with the medium. Um, it was the same as, as uh, all the races in the beginning. I just cannot go with the other guys. Like exit the corner, they just pull away. Then I get a bit of a rhythm, but I make my lap time all in the braking and I was stressed too much the front tyre. So I managed to pass a few guys, but then I started to fold the front tyre a lot. And I was, you know, I just, I'm in a position where I can't do what I want to do in the race. Like Qatar, I could go with them in the beginning. I could settle down, I could go, but now you know, since Argentina, again, struggling in the beginning to go with them guys. So we need to find something to improve it. And how do you do that? What, what, is, that is that setting, do you think, or, or a little bit of technique? Um, yeah, a bit, bit of both, really. You know, I think if we put the medium rear tyre, I think we could have had a better result today. Um, but also the front tyre, you know, I chose a medium, but I think actually in this temperature it was too soft because the feeling was like when I tried to soft on Friday and it started to bounce and roll and yeah, the bike was just shaking all over the place and yeah, I'm a bit, I am frustrated. I'm not going to say I'm not. I did expect much more, but you know, it goes that sometimes we need to really find something at the beginning of the race and you know, this was a tough track for, for us anyway, somewhere that I like, but it was tough for us today. Well, listen, thanks for talking to us. We'll see you in Spain. Thank you very much. See you soon. Sam, what's feeling after that one? Frustration? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, honestly, it's very easy for a rider to say, oh, I don't know what happened, or I did the same thing, but I actually did in that one. I, I did the same thing as the lap before. I, I crashed I crashed with sort of no angle, really. It was very, very strange. And you know, I chose a hard front tyre. Um, the conditions were quite warm, so I thought it would be OK. Maybe the wind or some reason, the, track, the, the right side wasn't getting up to temperature, possibly, but, you know, that many laps into the race, it is, it's strange for it to happen like that. So, you know, we'll have to look into that. But you know, I was taking the confidence. I passed some guys and was, was not fantastic, but was improving. And, uh, yeah, we've got some tests now before Harev. So Harev's a track that I love. We've got a test in Magello, which is another track that I love. So you know, I want to take the positives to them and, and, and keep working. And, yeah, these three races are always different to the, the European sector of the championship. And okay, you know, it's, we, we can't really deny it. As a team, it's been a tough weekend uh, with the brand new bike this year compared to last year. Maybe there's going to be some good tracks, some bad tracks. We have to sort of understand that considering we're only three races in. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll just keep working. It'll be nice for me to ride the bike in Magello and Le Mans before Harev because that's two very different tracks again. So, you know, it's gaining information all the time. And, uh, you know, as we could see in Qatar, some tracks were a lot better than last year. Maybe from this weekend, some tracks were struggling a little bit. So, you know, that's racing, that's bike racing and, and all changes for any of these guys, any of the teams, some, some are good, some bad. You never, very rarely, anyway, that you change something and, and it's all positive. So, you know, we'll keep working and like I said, it's only round three. Just talking to us, Sam. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Good to hear from Sam, not his day today, but I think after all this chat, I mean, what we can say about MotoGP is that the championship has closed up and we've got a three-stroke, four-way battle now for the title moving forward. 
Yeah, from what looked like it was going to be a big gap, uh, it's definitely closed back in, made it more interesting. And Valentino sitting on top. Who would have thought that? Was, I'm no. still, yeah, but yeah. Do you think it will dent the confidence of, of Maverick Vinales? Or? I don't think it will dent the confidence. What it does is it makes you just a fraction tighter in the next race. No, he'll be OK all through qualifying in Jerez, where we know, obviously, the Yamaha works well there, but it's, when it comes to the race, those first few laps, just a bit tight, yeah. and that, that's how it affects you. Because it's so marginal, isn't it? it yeah, it really and, is. and they're on the limit. And you know what Marcus is like? Marcus will gain confidence from it, so then on his first laps, he'll go crazy almost, yes. trying to break him. So, yeah, it, it today was massive for the championship. And certainly uh, positive for Jorge Lorenzo as well and, and Ducati moving forward, wasn't it? We'll take some plus points from them. Well, that's it from Texas. We'll be back in two weeks' time at the Spanish Grand Prix in Jerez. We'll see you then. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.